Hey guys, welcome back to the Marriage and Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Aisha, and today I am with one of my work besties. <laughs> so we're going to have a little bit of fun here because Kevin's not here, okay? Yes. Uh, not that I don't have fun with Kevin, to be clear, but love um, I have lots of fun with Jermisha. Yes, we do. So today, um, I'd like to talk about working in real estate. And oh, wow. The title of this episode, so somebody take notes, is The Real Work Wives of Real Estate. Yes, it's real. And we work too much. Yes, we do. We work a lot. And we're ready to be retired. Yes. <laughs> we want to be retired. We want to be women of leisure. Women of leisure. Yes. You know what, though? We might not be women of leisure yet because yeah. we're so busy building empires. Um, but I think that we can carve in a little bit of leisure every once in a while. Yeah, without feeling guilty. Without feeling guilty. But we definitely yeah. have to put it on our calendars. If it's not on the calendar, it's not happening. It doesn't happen. <laughs> but, just, happen. but that's a good point, though, right? Because if it's not on our calendar, it's not happening. Yeah. And the same thing for our leisure. Like, mm -hmm. we don't schedule our leisure. Nope. It, there will be no leisure. Nope. We can't We can't sneak away from time. Between being uh, mothers, uh, wives, the time is just not there. So if it's not on the calendar, it's not going to happen. So we should schedule something. It's a date. It's a date. I love it. Y'all so heard excited. it here first. Yes. We gonna hang out again. <laughs> and again. And again. You hear that, Kevin? Again. You see what happens when you're away. <laughs> okay, so I am so excited to have um, another female counterpart with me today to share more about how we manage this real estate mm -hmm. world. And not only are you a broker, but you also are a brokerage owner and you got all yes. the kids over there. Like... Do you keep it together? Sometimes. <laughs> so I, I keep it together sometimes, but uh, I keep it together more now than I did before. Okay. Uh, so before, I, I was scared to ask for help and support. Mm. I really got, uh, just to be honest, I got caught up in the superwoman um, persona. And the superwoman persona is damaging. Yeah. Damn it to hell. Toss I don't know if I can say that on uh, this podcast. You can. Uh, but no, it was, I got caught into that one. So mentally it is, it's toxic uh, feeling like if you can do everything and if you can't, you, you know, you're a failure. Uh, so I had to really just, um, I re really re-envision it, you know, yeah, I can be superwoman, but superwoman is great at delegating. Is. So it was, that's what it was more so. It was about, hey, I can take on this load. I can do things, but it might not be personally doing it, but it's me making sure that it gets done. What changed? What, what for you changed that turned that light bulb on? It was the same. So at work, being a, being a brokerage owner, being a broker, uh, entrepreneur, business, we develop systems and processes in our business every day. Yep. Every day. Like it's system processes, systems and processes, systems and processes. We have coaches that help us with systems and processes. But I was not creating these same systems and processes in my business. And it seems like, oh, I'm not turning my family into a business. I'm not treating it like it's a business, but there is a level of organization that it helps to manage. When they say manage a household. Yeah. So in certain ways, you have to add and incorporate those systems, systems, processes, delegations that go on in your business, like nannies and yep. Instacart. Yep. Those things are wonderful. Listen. Yes. I, I don't disagree with you. And I I think because we we know the inner workings of mm -hmm. each other's lives, because she's my work bestie. Yes, I am. Um, 
we it's hard to I haven't unlocked that yet. Mm -hmm. Haven't unlocked all of that. Now you know the delegation part. That's oh, you are queens of delegation. Uh, Who cooking this food? Who's cleaning this house? Who picking these kids up from school? It's not me, Um, and I'm grateful Mm -hmm. uh, for that. But it's also a necessity, right? And you say you had the superwoman syndrome. I for a second had an issue with how other people viewed how Mm. I delegated things Mm. that are in my life. But I also had to recognize that their lives don't look like mine, right? They're not as busy as mine. You don't work as much as I do. And you have a stopping point and I have to make myself stop, which again, I do have to make myself stop, but I do need those nuances to, I do need that help in my life to actually get these things done. Yeah, And it's okay to ask for help. I think uh, from a cultural perspective, uh, asking for uh, help outside of our village uh, was uh, was a challenge, even from our parents. You know, uh, the generation that our parents grew up in, they were just going to bring their kids. If they couldn't go to the event, their kids wouldn't go come. Yeah. And it was just like, uh, we talked about this the other day. We did. As far as uh, attending, exposing our kids to, you know, different, you know, dining settings or different things. It's like, hey, we knew how to act. How do, why don't our kids know how to act in these type of settings? Okay. And it's because we tagged along with our parents. Yeah. Our parents, they didn't they didn't find babysitters or they didn't find nannies. They just took them, took us along with them. Yeah. And our kids were like, the, uh, uh, we'll be going out for dinner with friends or and you're going to stay with the nanny, you know. And so sometimes the, these new, you know, so basically, our kids were. Uh, let me give you a little context. <laughs> the children, we need, we, we we need to work on them and how their uh, their etiquette skills are in uh, formal settings. Mm-hmm. And the reason we we kind of got down to the problem and realized it's because we're not exposing them uh, when we're going out as much because we do have people to assist us and and help us. So yep. that was that was one situation, but it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I, we also had to sit in church. Like, there was no children's church back then. We did. Right? So we had to sit down. Children's church. You could go and be a child yes. in church. And um, back when I grew up, Ooh. there was no children's church. And so, you know, there was a little bit of pinching. Yeah. You couldn't fall asleep. You had to sit still in church. Um, you know, purse peppermints yes. that taste like perfume. Yeah, stay in know. a child's place. <laughs> all of those things of our kids absolutely mm-hmm. miss us miss out on, but they also have all of this instant gratification too. Yes, they do. And so we lamented about this the, over the weekend how our kids saying they're bored means something to them. Like, I'm bored. I'm like, cool. Okay, be like, bored. That's what you, boredom is good. You know what I mean? But they always have something to mm-hmm. um to fill in that gap, tell me a little bit more about areas that you're looking to improve on, right? As a wife, as a mom, as a because I mean, this is marriage and yeah. Risk. I'm just just gonna be prioritize my husband. You heard that? That's Pro- for you. <laughs> That's for you, husband. <laughs> Prioritizing my husband. So uh, I have three children. Yeah, uh, I have three children. Like we say, that manage the business, uh, managing expectations. That's an, that's another thing, um, but it gets difficult. So I have a ten month old, a seven year old, and a twelve year old. The needs of each one of those in those categories are different. Yeah. Uh, so it's trying to spend time with my children is a priority because I take it very seriously about uh, fostering the next you know, the next level of our next generation and really building and pouring into our children so they can be great stewards and great citizens of the world and uh, giving them everything they have from, you know, tutoring, studying, exposing them to things. And this is all, you know, 
I'm thinking this intently uh, and, and being this intentional about my children. Yep. Does my husband get that same level of intentionality? It's like he grown, he can figure it out on his own, you know. And uh, so, but I do understand that in order to foster our family, I do need to, I need to prioritize my husband more. Yeah. Uh, I do. And it's it's nothing wrong with that. It's something that I've identified that requires uh, some attention and it's an area that I can improve in and it's, and it's okay. But I, I appreciate, you, look, I appreciate that because a lot of times people get on these platforms mm -hmm. and they tell you all the good stuff that's happening in yeah. their lives and all the things that they do so well. And let's just face it, we're human, we're right? Human. So there's always something that mm -hmm. can be improved on. And the one thing that I've been very intentional about, do we get it perfect? No. Okay. Let me look at, no. <laughs> I don't know which camera I'm supposed to look at. No, we don't get it perfect. But we are going to raise these children. And I think before I became a mom, I instilled this in my husband because, you know, um, he came, he had a previous marriage and he came with a daughter. And I said, babe, she's going to grow up and leave you and mm. live her own life. Yes, they will. And then what do you have? And if we don't sow into each other, if we don't build something with one another, if you build everything around this person, just know she's going to leave the nest and do what she's supposed to do. That's her job. Yeah. Right. Um, and so we, I think we do a good job at doing date night and stuff. Now connecting on holistically, we could use some work, mm -hmm. but I think it's very important that we are intentional about our marriages and for the audience and other people, I'm sure you are looking at your marriage and feeling the same way, regardless of where that gap is. Sometimes we connect emotionally and everything else. There's always something. Mm -hmm. And I try to tell Kevin that all the time, like every marriage has something. Every marriage has for some something. marriages it's finances. For some marriages it's intimacy. Some for some marriages it's business. For some marriage, it's all kinds. Everybody working on something. Absolutely. That's that's marriage. Mm -hmm. That's marriage. And I just truly want to just empower him to be the leader mm -hmm. of the family. Yeah. I don't want to lead the family. I want to show up and support the family. <laughs> and how can I be your helpmate in this situation? But I truly want him to, you know, be the leader. And But I need to empower him to be the leader. So, and that's what conflicts. Mm -hmm. At work, I'm the boss. Yep. At work, I'm Madam Broker. Yep. I am. I'm running a ship with my partner. Uh, you know, we're working together. I have agents. I have employees. I'm managing. I'm conflict, you know, resolution. I'm handling these things. I'm I'm dealing with, I'm making the shots. So trying to turn that off mm -hmm. when I pull up to the house, trying to, you know, shut that when I'm shutting down the garage, that's a challenge. Uh, it's a challenge. I want to. In my mind, in my heart, in my spirit, I, I want to allow him to lead uh, just but the the person that I am. It's a challenge. Here's a here's a question. Do you do you have to like? Mm. Yeah, you're right. I especially if if you're better at something, right? Mm. Like Kevin is better at cooking. Traditionally, I should be the one that cooks for the family. Now, neither one of us cooks, but. To get, usually, mm -hmm. if there is food being prepared, Kevin is the preparer of mm -hmm. food because he is good at doing food at at making food. So, like, does that mean I need to learn how to cook? Let me be clear, I'm not. I do not believe in traditional gender roles, by the way. <laughs> okay, disclaimer. Good. Because I feel like the person who does something the best 
should do that, mm -hmm. right? So if I'm the person who, it's, it's like with money, for mm -hmm. example, in my marriage, I'm the person who is the best manager of the money. And so I'm the steward of the money. This is what we'll do. This mm -hmm. is what we'll do. We'll invest in this. And obviously there's input and conversation and dialogue, but Ultimately, we defer to me to money situations. Now, in some marriages, like this, the man and he did it. And to be clear, Kevin always made more money than I did, and I always managed the money mm -hmm. um, because that's my strong suit. And I just feel like in marriages, if we can let go of the confines of what should be and work in what actually is, yeah. we would have so much less friction in our marriage. Now, yeah. both parties have to see it that way absolutely for it to do. work right yeah i when we went to um uh counseling marriage counseling prior to being married um the counselor she said something remarkable and i we've been married <laughs> eight to ten years years uh, <laughs> years many years <laughs> uh so she said something but it stuck out it stuck out to me uh to this day and then she said we were talking about the role of being submissive and the husband leading the household. Uh, but she said with that role of being leading the household comes the uh, responsibility to know when you need to allow your wife to lead in certain areas. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that is the role of a leader is to, to let go and say, hey, I'm bringing you on board this ship or into this operation the organization because I identify and we do this at work right we identify that hey I'm going to bring you on because you're way better at social media than I am yeah. I'm going to bring you on I'm going to bring a CPA and accountant on because you way better at doing accounting and so as the leader and leading that household it's okay to say you're great in this area yeah I'm going to allow you to lead here and that's kind of that's kind of the role of empowering him to be a leader. It's also for him to have that clarity in our household to be able to say, "You're better here." And the strength to say, strength "Hey, to this say. isn't my this, this is isn't my strong suit. This, this is your strong, strong suit." Yeah. Okay. So I want to put two pins in a certain one is how imperative therapy is to marriage. Hmm. Okay. Put a pin there, mm -hmm. and then the other pin is the business of marriage because I feel like we gotten away from the business of marriage and people like to judge the business of yeah. marriage. But baby, this is a business. It is a business. <laughs> and we want to be a sustainable a business. business. Okay, okay. Yes. We're yes. trying to, uh, at any rate. Okay, so let's start with therapy. Then we get to the business of marriage. Mm -hmm. So I truly, we have truly grown as a couple and as individuals when we both are in therapy when we are not in therapy i mm. take my life experience against his life experience and we go toe to toe it's going down because i do it right not it's going down and you he he does it right in his life experience and i do it right in my life experience and when those two things come together you have a married couple yes okay period that's just what marriage is is these two people leading two separate lives coming together trying to lead a life together you need a third party resolutionist you do. in there somewhere. Yeah. And it's okay. It's okay. It is necessary. Damn it's okay. okay. It's, it's okay. necessary. It's, it's okay. That goes back to one of those cultural norms that we have it to is. fight through every day being uh, this generation that we are. And we have it accessible to us, right? Yes. Like, sure, your grandma and grandpa didn't need uh, therapy, but also yeah. your grandpa got kids with mm -hmm. uh, four other women yes. back there. You know what I mean? Or your grandmother didn't have the ability mm -hmm. to walk away. Financial. And now we do. And so if we want this to work, we have to work it. We and we need it. the resources, therapy, to work it. 
Yes, and we need to work it like we need to work it like a business. It's a business. I don't care what y'all say. I don't care who don't like it. Yeah, it's, it's just like who doesn't bring in in our business. We got a coach for everything. We got a marketing coach. We have a teams coach. We have a profitability coach. And it's okay, right? Yeah. You know, we work these things in our business because we want our business to be fruitful. Right. And we want it to be prosperous. But why are we so scared and apprehensive to get coaching or support or mentorship in our personal lives? And it's pride. Let's just get down to it. It's, it's a lot of pride. Uh, pride is one of those seven daily sins. It is. But it, it's it's pride, especially when you have uh, when you have uh, strong-minded uh, individuals and individuals yes. that uh, play a part of it, but it's necessary. I liken it to plastic surgery. Okay, let's say this. Most okay. people, it is it is painful to do, right? Mm. But most people that I know that have had it done love the results, yeah. right? So going to therapy and yes, working through <laughs> therapy is painful to do, like drudging up all of that stuff and working through all that stuff. But I have not met a single person who went to therapy and was like, I don't love this. I don't like this. So, I mean, it's hard. That's a good one, Aisha. But, it, but I mean. The girl, Aisha, she, <laughs> let me tell you. Yes, being her work bestie, I get these all the time. It's a mm -hmm. thing. It and so thing. I'm like, get y'all one. Get you one mm -hmm. for you. Get you one for him or her or whatever. And then come together and have one together. But we all, if, I don't know, not one person don't have something they need to heal from. Something they need. Oh, we talking about healing? I'm yeah. just saying. Oh. Just imagine Ooh, the fully healed yes. person. Imagine your fully healed self yes. coming into your marriage or your fully healed mm. partner. Let mm. me let me take the perspective out of it. Mm. Imagine your fully healed partner, because ain't nothing wrong with us, right? <laughs> right? Imagine your fully healed partner coming to the table, coming to the marriage, right? Mm -hmm. We both got something that we can work on. Like it's just. Yeah. And it, what but what that does for a fully healed person being able to give of their self because you can't pour from an empty vessel. Yep. So being able to going back to pinning the, you know, um, marriage's business yep. is now that person, whatever party, you know, whatever party it is, <laughs> being able to pour that into the relationship, uh, give be able to give of their self and not constantly trying to work against what they have going on to be able to foster a marriage that can grow together. Yep. Because we talk about this all the time being able to work with our spouses, mm -hmm. being able to give to each other, being able to be vulnerable uh, and to work together. And every time that we've been able to be on the same page with our spouses, uh, being able to work with our spouses, how much more fruitful our marriage and our business. Life, and our, our life, business, our money, our legacy, yes. our all everything. of those things. Every if 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 you understand the mm -hmm. benefit of a mastermind, right? right? A group of people coming together towards one goal, equal benefit, you have all of these. Marriage is the divine mastermind. Marriage is God's gift mm -hmm. to people to unlock covenant greatness mm -hmm. in you right so like if i move we say this on the podcast too if it's take it's easy to move a couch with two people instead of one you can make you can buy a much bigger house let's talk real estate let's you can buy a much bigger house with two incomes yeah. over one right raising children is much easier, much easier with two that. people versus one can it be done yes. yes can you move a couch by yourself absolutely sure can you buy a big house by yourself sure can you buy a bigger house by yourself Mm. With I can buy a bigger house with that's what I mean with both of you absolutely right yeah. when both of you come together and so if I'm if I'm looking back okay right forty years old 
Kevin tired of me saying I'm 40, but I'm 40, okay? Fabulous. 40 years old, if I could do it all over again, not that I would change anything because I respect the experience and how it got me to where I was, but if somebody said, here, go back and rewrite this part, I would have done it much different, much sooner. I would have had more of a business mind about the choices that I made and the people that I brought into my life to be a part of my life, right? Now, thank God, I, I married right the first time. Yes. But it was a lot of bumps along the way to get here. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, marriage is the ultimate business decision. It is. It's a, the ultimate business decision. And if we look at things with intention and purpose and outside, the love factor is great. That's what, you know, binds that union uh, together. But it's so much more if you can analyze and figure out how you can grow from a real estate portfolio perspective, from the additional incomes and earnings, the divide and conquer mindset. It's just so many opportunities that you can. Uh, and just talking about vacations and trips and leisure. Go back to, we started off uh, being women of leisure. <laughs> women of leisure. And, now and if all women. our bills are paid and we right. still have money saved and our kids have five two nines and college is saved, then we still have money over to be women of leisure and spend time in the south of France and the French Riviera. And coming. Yes. Y'all, coming. mark this episode. Yes. We will be. Yes. Summering. Where we? Where were we? The French Riviera. The French Riviera and and yes, Marrakesh, Morocco. Yeah, all these wonderful. Oh, oh, spending time in this time of year we go to Martha's Vineyard. The vineyard, of course, darling. Okay, so it's gonna happen. (laughs) Let's be clear. Manifestation is. We're we're gonna make that. We're gonna make that work because we're gonna work together. We're gonna in this union too. Okay, all that. Yeah, and we're gonna plan it. We're gonna plan it because we're. Uh, marriage, real estate, it all ta- it all takes planning. And Does. You, it, you got to plan it out. You have to plan it. You got to prioritize it. You got to put it on your calendar. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to stop you right there. Sounds great. Um, and let you guys know that the Marriage and Real Estate Conference is November 3rd through the 5th. And I'm super excited for what we have in store for you all. These kind of conversations around the table with other wives who are either doing real estate or have husbands in real estate. But we're going to talk about how we can maximize our lives and our marriages through marriage and real estate. So we look forward to seeing you on November the 3rd. Tickets are already open. They are already selling. Don't miss your spot. There are a limited number of tickets left. Um, And we look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you so much, Madam Broker. It was so wonderful for joining me presence. in this very short amount of time. <laughs> oh, it's more where that's come from. I'll yes. take what I can give. Yes, my work bestie guy. She's awesome. Thanks, Aisha. Thank you. This is the Marriage and Real Estate Podcast. Thank you for spending your time with us again. We're out. We're out. <laughs>